Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. Welcome back from Thanksgiving weekend into episode 59 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast presented by The Hub Chicago. And we gave you 11 picks last weekend. And uh, I know myself was like super average. I was five and six in my picks. Uh, I was five and five with us throwing out that Lions game um, because it was at plus three and then David Blau got put in. I would have taken in that plus six, but. That yeah. not going to count that as a win, so I just threw it out. So we were 10 and 11. Not great. Not great for a long weekend, and we both lost money in the grand scheme of things. Uh, well, let's not talk about that. That's a touchy subject right now. Uh, yeah. But we'll kind of just keep trucking on. We got a big weekend this weekend with the college football championship weekend. All the championship games are happening. Um, and then back to our normal slate of the NFL. So we will give you the picks for all those. We're going to give you picks for all five of the Power Five Conference Championship games. So that's the Pac-12, the Big 12, SEC, ACC, and the Big 10. And then our normal college slate, all the primetime games. NFL slate. Sorry, and the NFL slate, primetime games, plus the lock and the upset of the week. Um, with that being said, there was, there was some breaking news that happened since the last time we talked on Thanksgiving Day, Turkey Day. Um, Conor McGregor officially announced when he's returning back to the UFC. He's going to be going to be fighting January 18th at UFC 246 in Las Vegas against Donald Cowboy Cerrone. This has been a matchup that has been um, in the works for a while. I feel like I, I know Conor has ex- expressed interest in fighting Cowboy. Um, it should be. I don't want to say. I don't want to curse the kid because we're big Conor fans. But it should be a nice tune-up fight for him to kind of continue pro- and propel throughout 2020. I would not be surprised if he loses, but that's just my thought. Um, I don't think he wants to fight anymore, but we'll talk about that closer towards whenever we get to that fight. Um, Also over the weekend, I don't know if you realize this, but I'm going to go on record by saying that Tom Brady and the Patriots are done for. In my eyes, I think that the reason that the Patriots are above 500 Right now is because how their defense played in the first half of the season. As of right now, as of last week, I think that their chances at the Super Bowl are very slim. I'm going to go out and say that they're not going to it. We'll talk about this later on in the podcast in our first and 10 segment um, about our – because we're about three-quarters of a way through the NFL season. Um, So we'll kind of go back and reassess and see where things are at. Um, But I agree. I mean, that game was brutal to watch on Sunday night. Uh, it was not pretty by any stretch of the measure. And Tom Brady looks like he's 42 years old. So, uh, which cause he is, but anyway, we'll talk more about that. And then the last bit of news that kind of just dropped today was Ron Rivera has been shit canned in Carolina. So finally they kind of pulled the plug on him. I don't agree with it at all. I think he's been, I think he's been a very good coach with what he's given. Cam Newton is not a franchise quarterback and they decided to fire him because he's had fucking Kyle Allen at the helm all year. Well, it took him long enough to fucking bench Cam Newton. It well, it did. He's it did, and I mean the guy's been to the Super Bowl. I just don't think they gave him the right tools. I mean, he had a decently good winning record, um, if I do remember. I know I've he was seventy six and sixty three there. Okay, over nine years, he was only thirteen games above five hundred. Okay, I mean. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, that's the first kind of domino to fall, uh, per se. I'm sure we'll see a lot more over the next couple of weeks. In those nine years, he only had three winning seasons. Okay, so maybe maybe it was right. I just, I just know, like, Carolina's always there. I guess that's why I kind of thought that. 
Um, I wasn't a Ron Rivera fan, but I don't think he was given the tools to win. Uh, if they would have paired him with a good quarterback with Christian McCaffrey, I would like to see what he done. But I digress. Uh, Carolina's in the market for a new head coach for 2020, and I'm sure there's a few other teams. I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns fire Freddie Kitchens. Um, I would not be surprised. have already fired him. Would not be surprised if the Falcons fire um, Dan Quinn. I would not be surprised if the Jaguars fired Doug Marone. Oh, Doug Marone's out the door. I was talking about this with a coworker yesterday. Doug Marone is not good. He had like that one good season in what, 2017? Other than that, he has been an awful head coach. Matt Nagy's probably going to be on the hot seat in Chicago. Uh, Chicago fans are not happy with Matt Nagy. I'm trying to think Nagy, of some other, um, some other teams. Jason Garrett in Dallas. Doug Peterson in Philly. There's a lot. There's a, there's a lot. There's a lot of teams that could be on the hot seat so or coaches. So we'll talk about that as, as, as the season kind of progresses and we see some more firings. But Ron Rivera was the first domino to fall. So with that being said, we're going to head into the Generates Digest. Were you going to say something? Was that the first NFL firing of the season? I believe so. If 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 I'm not if I'm mistaken, the only other one I can think I can't think of any any others. If it was, it was well early in the season. But I believe that was the first one. That would have been year. a that would have been a good uh, payout if you bet on that. It would have been. It would have been because I would have definitely put all my marbles on one of those shitty teams, um, like Adam Gase. Anyway, uh, we're going to roll into Degeneres Digest again. A big slate of picks, all the college championship, Power 5 college championship picks, and then our normal NFL slate. So let's get it. Hey, everyone. As you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free, B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and All right, the Jenner's Digest Championship Weekend. We're starting off in college football. First game, Friday night game, the Pac-12 Championship in Santa Clara. This is Friday at 7 o'clock. Uh, I don't know the new rankings. Do you have the new rankings up? They, they are on the script right now. Number 13, Oregon, versus number 5, Utah now. Um, Utah is seven-point favorites, and the over-under is 46. All right. Utah, seven-point favorites. I want to go first and start out by saying all of these championship weekend spreads are large. They're large, and there's a lot of really close ranked and good games I think there's, that yeah. there's going to be. I think Utah is getting a little bit, um, I don't know, like a generous spread here. I don't know why. With that, I'm going to take Oregon plus seven. Um, I know – this game has a huge implication and it makes it even better that it's on Friday night. We'll talk about it later when we talk about the college football playoff and everything. Um, but you know, Oregon's coming out hot. This is more than likely uh, Jake Herbert's last game, depending on if he plays in his bowl game, which probably won't. Um, unless it's Justin Herbert. Unless, sorry. Oh yeah. Cause they're, they're not going to the playoff, but yeah. yeah. You're right. But so it's his last time to show out on the biggest stage right before the draft. I know that Utah is the best in the country at covering the spread in nine and three, but I'm going to pick against it just to make myself sweat it out here. I know Utah's got a good defense, but I think Oregon keeps this game close because, again, it is the Pac-12 championship. I've always been a Ducks fan. I'm going to cheer for Herbert, uh, so I'm rolling with them plus seven, not touching that over-under. Yeah, I did the same thing. I also have Oregon plus seven in my picks as well. And we need to keep track of it when we pick the same. I feel like when we always pick the same one, it always goes pretty well for us. Uh, like you said, Utah's nine and three against the spread this year, which is great. Oregon is six and six and zero oh and one as an underdog. So you know, really not great stats there. But Oregon is by far the toughest test that the Utes have faced all year. 
Utah has only played one ranked team, and that was when Arizona State State was ranked 21st back on October 19th, and they beat them 21 to three at home. Now I know Oregon lost to Arizona State, but I think Utah gives them. I mean, or sorry, I think Oregon gives them a run for their money, and I think their defense will keep them around because Utah's offense isn't anything to 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 go home about, and Oregon's defense isn't that bad. Now Utah has a next level elite ass defense. Um, but I think Oregon kind of keeps them it keeps them in that spread range. They're not gonna win. Utah's gonna win, but plus seven's a little too rich for me. Uh or seven's a little too rich for me. So I'm gonna take the ducks at plus seven. I don't know. I can see Utah going down. I think that I don't know. I just don't see Oregon as a three loss team this year. Um, so we'll see. But I definitely like him plus seven. Uh going into the next game. The Big 12 Championship, I think this is in Jerry World. It is. Uh, Saturday, 11 o'clock in the morning. This is going to be a fun game. Number seven, Baylor, versus number six, Oklahoma. Again, Oklahoma is a pretty big favorite at nine. They're minus nine, and the over-under is 63 and a half. And I am hammering, hammering Baylor plus nine here. And I love it. This you got to remember this Baylor team almost beat Oklahoma two weeks ago. They were almost they should have. Yeah, they were killing them at halftime, and now they're a nine point dog in a neutral site. Don't like it. It's in Baylor. It's in Texas. And Waco's in Texas. I know Oklahoma's got to got to have a pretty big you know showing, but I really don't think it's going to be a home game for Oklahoma to say the least. I set the over under right now what the score was from their previous game, so I'm not going to touch that. I really like Baylor plus nine. I don't think there's a chance that they come out and beat them by two scores. I agree 112%. Um, I have also a Baylor at plus nine. I mean, if you, I watched a little bit of that Oklahoma, Oklahoma state game on Saturday night and while Oklahoma did win by a good amount, they didn't look stellar doing it. Um, That's only because Oklahoma state's defense so bad. They're not Oklahoma has their struggles by far. Yeah, and we know what happened when they played each other last time. The The Bears were up 28-3, to and they did the old Atlanta Falcons thing. and fucking they played not to lose instead of to win. Exactly. But for me, Oklahoma is a measly 5-7 and seven against the spread this year. They were favored in every single game they played in, and they're 5-7 and seven against the spread. Baylor was 8-4 and four against the spread, 3-0 and oh as an underdog. So I really, really love them to cover here. I'm with Travis. The money line may be tempting. Yeah, maybe. I was going to say, I guarantee you I drunkenly bet on Mailer money line. Not saying it's going to happen, but so it's, a, it's like 250. Plus nine is as good as you'll get this week in college football. Yeah, I like it. Love it. That would be my lock if we were doing college locks this week. Um, going on, the next game is the SEC championship game. This one is at 3 o'clock in Atlanta um, and a game that I think people are definitely overlooking. It is number four, Georgia, versus number two, LSU. And LSU is seven-and-a-half-point favorite. So, again, a two-score game, and the over-under is 55. Now, while I said people are overlooking it, I'm still taking LSU at minus seven-and-a-half. You got Joe Burrow, going to be a number one pick in the draft, going to be the Heisman winner. I don't think much can stop LSU, and their offense is just too good. I don't know if you know this or if anyone else knows this, but they're averaging 48 points per game, yep. which is outrageous. They've put up a 50-burger in their last three games, and I think the game before that they put up like 46. Um, there's actually only been two games this season where they didn't put up 40 points total. And it's going to be a good game because, on the other hand, Georgia has not let up 20 points in a single game this whole season. Oh, nope, they let up one when they lost to South Carolina. Oh, 20. Sorry, they let up yep. 20 in that game. Yep. Other than that, the most they let up is 17. And that South Carolina is in double overtime. Yep, yep. So, so take that with a grain of salt. They're almost allowing 100 yards less per game. But Georgia's nothing to fuck with either. And here's my take on this game. While I am taking LSU minus seven and a half, if they don't cover that spread, then Georgia wins. Ooh, okay. Okay, I I can see that. I'm going to take the under of 55 here because of how good you said Georgia's defense is. I know it's scary. I know LSU's scoring off the charts, but they have not played a defense like, like Georgia this year. They really haven't. No. Um, and 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Really, but Georgia hasn't played an offense like LSU. They have not. They have not. So something's got to give here. It's either this pick is going to be fucking like it's going to be like a forty-point total game, or it's going to be like an eighty-point total game. Yeah, I was going to say here. There's going to be a thin line. It is. I'm riding a thin line, and I will bet very small on this. I didn't like the spread because of that half point, like Travis said. Um, I really kind of see. So what? What's scary though is LSU put up a put up forty-two. So Georgia's ranked second in the country in terms in terms of opponents points opponent points per game. LSU put up 42 against Florida, who's ranked 10th in that same category. Now I'm not saying Florida's defense is anywhere near Georgia's because it's not. Georgia's is like next level. They have multiple, multiple NFL players on the defensive side of the ball. But I think they show up to play to play some defense. I'm seeing like a 27-20 LSU win. Or twenty-eight twenty LSU. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, and that'll cover the spread. I'm gonna go on my word and say if LSU does not cover, they do not win because they're either gonna come out hot, figured out, and Georgia won't be able to stop them, or LSU struggles against that good defense and they can't get shit going, and Georgia wins. It's gonna be a good one. I'm definitely gonna make sure I'm in front of a TV for that one. Yeah, um, it'll be good. That's yeah. for sure. Um, rolling into the next one, one that's probably the worst of the five is the ACC championship game. Is this at where the Panthers play? This is in Charlotte, yep. Yeah. Um, it's a 6.30, 6.30 game, and it is Virginia, unranked Virginia, I believe. Nope, number 23 now. 23 now versus number three, Clemson. Fucking giant favorites, minus 28.5. The over-under is 55. Not touching that spread. Not even close. With a 10-foot pole, because I always find myself getting fucked on Clemson's giant spreads because they're very good at covering them. Um, I'm taking the over in 55 and a half. Um, and each of these teams' last five games, this over would have hit in total seven out of ten. Um, Clemson can put up points. We all know that. That's what they're going to have to do here to kind of prove that they are what they are because we know they and, have a cupcake schedule. And Virginia has a very, very good dual-threat quarterback. Yeah, Virginia, they're not struggling to move the ball. Um, I don't see Clemson putting up any less than 40 as they've put up over 50 in four of their last five games. So they might be able to shut out Virginia, but even if they do, Clemson is going to, is going to score. So I'm hitting that over 55. I don't hate it. I'm taking Virginia plus 28 and a half. I wanted to so bad. but Dude, man, Clemson's I played. I took South Carolina plus 27 last week. South Carolina, Virginia are two vast South different Carolina teams. Carolina is a good SEC team. Yeah, but Virginia is a nine and three ACC team. And and if and if I may say, this is going to be this is this is sad for me to say. This is how pathetic the fucking ACC is. This is going to be Clemson's toughest test all year. They've played one other ranked team all year, ranked, and that was back in week two when Texas A and M was ranked number twelve, and Clemson only beat them by fourteen points. This spread is way too large for a championship game. Virginia has nothing to fucking lose. Literally nothing. Like, uh, give me the who's all day at plus 20 and a half, and I may even put like 10 bucks on their money line because it's probably fucking stupid. Yeah, it's plus 1,700. Is it really? Yeah, so it'd be going 170. Fucking Christ. Uh, yeah, but for Virginia plus 20 and a half, I just, they played really, really well against Virginia Tech. I know, dude, but it's... How fast Clemson can put up points in a hurry scares me because I bet, you know, I put money on South Carolina plus 27. Midway through the first, it was 0-0, and then two minutes later, it was like 17-0 Clemson. They can put up points quick. I get it. I get it. Davos Sweeney does not let off. I just think Virginia is probably the best team they've played all year. So I'm not saying they aren't, but I'm saying they can put up points. So if so, maybe we can have a high-scoring route and over 55 and plus 28 and a half for Virginia. The last game of the day on Saturday is the Big Ten Championship. 
and Lucas Oil in Indianapolis. This is at seven o'clock. See, I think I think this is going to be the worst game. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. You have number eight Wisconsin going up against number one Ohio State. Another huge spread. Ohio State sixteen and a half point favorites. The over under is fifty six and a half. Jarrett got fucked on a big Ohio State spread a couple weeks ago, and that kind of makes me nervous to take that. So I am not taking the over under, and I'm taking under fifty six and a half. I don't love it. This was easily my least favorite game of the day, so I wouldn't be surprised if this does hit the over. But you have two of the top defenses in college football. I would hope that they would be able to hold up in a game that has significant meaning. If you look at it combined, both these teams are allowing 26 points per game combined. Last time they met in late October, the total was 45 points, and that's what it hit. I'm comfortable taking under 56.5, but relying on college defenses can be very hit or miss. So So I don't hate that, and you kind of just referenced – that their last matchup when when Ohio State absolutely fucking drubbed them 38 to 7. I mean, they beat the piss out of them back on October 26th. Um and that's the reason why I'm taking Ohio State minus 16 and a half. I don't think Wisconsin cuz if you look at it, I mean, they both have fairly good defenses. Um or really good defenses for for, for that matter, but Ohio State has leaps and bounds the better offense. And I just don't think Wisconsin can score points as quickly or as efficiently as Ohio State can, which is why I think they, again, just drub them. I see this being another very similar game that when they played back in October, maybe like a 30, 32 or 31 to 10 or 31 to 15, 16, whatever. It, I wouldn't cover, but um, I just see it being very much in Ohio State's favor of them scoring in between, you know, 30 to 40 points in Ohio and Wisconsin scoring between 10 to 17. So uh, give me the minus 16 and a half for the Buckeyes. All right. So Jarrett took four underdogs and an under. I took four underdogs and under. No, I didn't take that. Ohio State was a favorite. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Three underdogs and under in the, in the favorite. Yep. I got. Two underdogs, a favorite, and over and an under. So we got a lot of variety here. A lot of variety for you guys. I mean, this is going to be a full slate. Like the, it starts starting on Friday night um, with the Pac-12 championship game, and then Saturday. I mean, you, you literally got a full day of football starting at 11 a.m. with the Big 12. SEC starts at two. Uh, sorry, three. ACC starts at 6:30, and the Big Ten starts at seven. So you can have dual screens for that. Big day on Saturday on the college football slate. We're going to roll into the NFL action starting with the Thursday night game. Um, Thursday night game, there are two teams that played on Turkey Day last week. we got the Dallas Cowboys, who are three-point favorites at Chicago, and the over-under is 43. What are you taking here? I am taking, without a doubt, Cowboys minus three. Um, I know they have yet to beat an above 500 team, so you know what that means. They're going to roll the Bears because they're six and six. Uh, there's the, I'm looking at sheer offensive production alone here. The Cowboys are putting up almost 150 more yards per game than the Bears. That's insane. This is a must-win game for the Cowboys since they're still actually somehow winning their division at 6-6. Six and six. Um, They have to win because the Eagles play the Giants this week. I think they finally show people again that they are that uh, playoff contender that belongs in the conversation of being one of the top teams in the NFL. So I'm taking the Cowboys minus three. There we go. I have the same thing. I mean, this one's for me is easy money. Cowboys are in dire need of a win. If it wasn't for our Dolphins, they'd be neck and neck with the with the Eagles right now. Um, and when better to right the ship than against a horrendous Bears team that beat a David Blau-led Lions team by four points last Thursday? I mean, that line speaks in itself. Like, they beat a David Blau-led Lions team by four points. Um Cowboys are obviously better than David Blau and the Lions. Um, I think this is the week that they kind of start to get things on the right track and end up winning the NFC East. Um, so them minus three is to me is fairly easy. Yeah, for sure. So we both got Cowboys minus three. Uh, the Sunday night game, Seahawks at Rams. Seahawks are one-point favorites. 
and the over-under is 48. Um, I refuse to let the Rams' performance against the Cardinals last week sway my decision in this, so I'm taking Seahawks minus one. Yes, I know that the Rams finally broke loose and their offense finally looked like it should last week, but I cannot bet on them until they know, until I know that they're for real and that they're actually back. It was their first time in a month putting up more than 20 points. Meanwhile, the Seahawks are doing that on the regular. I'm just going to stick with Russell Wilson here, just like I did last week, and go Seahawks. Pretty, I mean, pretty much to win this game. Yeah, uh, I also have the Seahawks minus one. I know they've burned me time and time again this year, both betting for them and like last week betting against them. And I literally texted Travis at one point because the Vikings scored a t- I had the Vikings plus three, and they scored a touchdown last night. And if they would have kicked the extra point, it would have been three points, and he fucking missed it. And I said, LOL, Vikings plus three. Um, but I'm taking the Seahawks as well. Uh, like the Rams, unlike the Rams, the Seahawks are the real deal. The Rams are having very, very, like Travis said, offensive issues over the last three weeks. They scored, what was it, 34 against the Cardinals on Sunday. And still over their last three, they're only averaging 19 points per game. While Seattle's averaging 27 points per game in their last three might as well go money line here unless you think you you know, minus one's more value, but minus one Seahawks is the pick here for sure. Yep. I like it. So let's see if we can keep all three of the primetime games the same. Monday night game should be a nice snooze fest. The Giants at the Eagles, two dog shit teams as of late or as of pretty much ever this season. Eagles are minus nine, nine point favorites at home. And the over under is 47. I didn't want to do it, but I'm taking the Eagles minus nine. I just think I, I'm going to kick myself in the ass if I don't take it because of how bad the Giants have been. Their secondary is absolutely horrible. And I know Wentz does have the opportunity to, to catch fire, just like he did against the Dolphins last week, who also have a bad secondary. Um, I think the Eagles secondary also looked terrible on Sunday versus the fucking Dolphins, but you know they got their asses chewed out all the way on that long plane ride back to Philly. Uh, the Giants are trash. The Eagles they need to come back because they're still in this division. So I'm going to take the Eagles minus nine. I don't hate it. I stayed away from it, the spread in general. I went with the over-under, and I want the under of 47. I mean, talk about two teams that are struggling to score – the ball as of late Eagles are averaging 16.7 points per game in their last three giants are averaging 18 put that together. That's less than 47 Philly's defense. I think is good enough to hold the giants at bay. I mean, I'm talking like 17 or less points for for the giants. Um, but what scares me, like Travis said, is the, the giants lackluster secondary. It's awful. Who's, who's allowing 20, 258 yards per game through the air, which is 24th in the league. But I, I like I said, I think the Giants will score a few enough points and I think the Eagles will eventually let off the gas. Like I'm thinking like you know, like a twenty eight to like fourteen game here. Like that that this Giants Eagles game screams that to me. Um so I'm going under forty seven just because the nine points is a lot for me. All right. I didn't feel that. It was a lot for me too, but I just think that I saw how quick I know it's Aaron Rodgers, but I saw how quick the Packers put up points on a hurry on them on Sunday in the snow. So, we'll see. Um, moving on, we got our lock and our upset of the week before we cut out on Degenerates Digest. My lock of the week, um, I, I liked a few games this weekend, but I rolled with this one. It's the Steelers at the Cardinals. Sunday at 325. It's a late game. Uh, Steelers are three-point favorites, and that's who I'm taking. Devlin Hodges, Duck Hodges with the nod oh, this week. Ducky Hodges, baby. He is 2-0 as a starter, and boy, I like the sound of that. They're heading into Phoenix. The Cardinals had only won one game at home all season. I know they've won three, but only one of those have been at home. James Conner looks like he's coming back, so it's just a good game to take the Steelers in. They're in the middle of the wild card hunt, so you might as well take them against the, uh, the bum Cardinals here. There we go. There we go. Don't hate that at all. I saw that, and I'm a big fan of Ducky Hodges. He was on the Pat McAfee show a few weeks ago, uh, world champion duck caller. Uh, so you got to like that. My lock of the week is a game that probably none of us are going to watch unless you have a fantasy guy in this matchup. It's the Carolina Panthers at the Falcons Sunday at noon. The spread is three. 
Carolina's the dog at plus three, and that's who I'm taking for my lock of the week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. We talked earlier earlier on the intro. Ron Rivera got the boots and historically... When you fire your coach in the middle of the year, that bodes well for the team that fired their coach to cover the spread in the next game. Dating back since 2010, teams that fired their coach in the middle of the season are 6-3 and three against the spread in, the final, in, that, in their next game with five of those six teams winning that game. So Atlanta's a dumpster fire. Their secondary's not good. They had a two-good week run. They actually beat Carolina in that, in that two-week run. So, again, revenge game as well. I think the Carolina has enough talent on the offensive side of the ball to get this thing done. All right. Fair enough. Um, we shall see. Like Jared said, you probably won't watch that game unless you have some big implications. I know some fantasy playoffs start this week. So um, upset of the week, man, I don't think I've gotten one an upset of the week in a hot second. I think it's you been, have not. You have I think not. It's been three or four weeks. What are we now? 11 and nine, 11 and 10. Something like that. Or, I don't know. I know we're, we're only a game or two above 500. Mine, doing it again. Chiefs at Patriots. Sunday at 325. Chiefs are plus 135. And that's who I'm taking. I talked about how, how the Patriots were done for. I know, again, it's in Foxborough at Gillette. But the Chiefs played so good Sunday, coming off a of bye week. They have me in full belief they could beat anybody right now because their defense looks spectacular. Um, and against this horrendous-looking Patriots team, why not take the Chiefs at plus 135? They have, the Patriots have not looked good in over a month. The last game they played where they looked decent was in Cleveland, and that was in late October. Uh, their offense just looks sluggish. Tom Brady can't do anything, can't move the ball past the first down marker. Um, and their defense really just has not lived up to what they were at the start of the year. So I'm going to take the Chiefs in an upset here Sunday afternoon. Man, riding Kansas City hard. I don't think the Patriots dropped two in a row, man. That's just, that's just going to be my take on that. But, hey, man, you do you. My upset of the week, and I can't believe you didn't see this one. Um, I saw a few. There was a few that I liked. Yeah, 49ers at the Saints on Sunday at noon. Niners are dogs at plus 125 money line. I mean, they – no team has played the Ravens as good as the Niners did last week. I mean, in the fucking torrential downpour rain in Baltimore, they lost by on a, on a last second field goal. And this is going to be the battle for essentially, I think this game decides who gets the number one seed in the NFC. I really do because both these teams are what 10 and two now. Uh, and whoever wins this game will be in the driver's seat to get that number one seed and home field advantage in the NFC playoffs. So I do think the 49ers can get it done against the Saints team that's allowing 22 points per game. Um, the Niners obviously have the best defense in the league. Uh, the Saints have the 12th best. Their offenses are kind of comparable. Raheem Mostert's coming on strong. So I don't think the Niners lose two in a row. I think they bounce back and, and beat the Saints at home uh, this Sunday. All right, that's a big one. I saw a few. I didn't know which one you were going to go with. This weekend – I th- I can see some crazy shit happening in the NFL this weekend. So Dolphins, Dolphins were a good one too. Who are they playing? The Jets at home. Are the Jets in New York? They're an underdog against the yeah. Jets. Yep. Jesus Christ. Plus two forty, I think. Well, really? Yeah. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> parlay of the Dolphins, the Niners, and the Chiefs. That will probably win you some big money. Yeah. But that uh, does it for our Degenerates Digest. Let's roll on into this first and 10. First and 10 from the 45 yard line. All right. We're going to roll into the first and 10. We're going to talk about some college football and some NFL. Big football episode. We'll wrap it up by doing three answer the internet questions um, like we have been the last couple of weeks. So we're going to talk about the college football playoff um, and kind of, obviously this is a big weekend for it. We talked about on the DeGeneres digest, how there's a lot of top five and top 10 matchups. Really the top four didn't change at all. You still got Ohio state right there at number one, LSU at number two, Clemson, number three and Georgia, number four. Right after that though, you have Utah at number five, Oklahoma at number six, and Baylor at number seven. And then it jumps to, I believe, Wisconsin's number eight. But Wisconsin has two losses. Now, Travis, in your eyes, there's really only – there's for me, only those top seven have, have a shot. You know, basically, you got the top four now, and then Utah, Oklahoma, and Baylor. You think – wait a second. You think only the top how many have a shot? Top seven. I, I think Wisconsin's no no shot. Wisconsin would need literally – yeah, I mean, no. Dude, yeah, I don't think so either. I think it is the top seven. Um, for Utah to get in, all they have to do is win. I, I'm pretty sure. Utah wins so, in their So end. if, if you – so timeout. This, this there was big, one exception for Utah. This, me- this, this, this is a big debate. So Ohio State wins, they beat, they beat Wisconsin, fine. Clemson wins, they beat Virginia, fine, they're in. But what if Georgia beats LSU on like a last-second field goal or something? LSU drops out, 100%. At 12-1, and one, they're out of the college, college this football is, playoffs. This is my take on the SEC championship game. I will be – and I'm all for SEC. I will be pissed if both of these teams make it into the playoff. Well, if, is, if LSU beats Georgia, they're not going. Georgia's not going to get in. Okay, but I'm saying if Georgia beats LSU, you cannot have a 12 and one conference non-conference winner in over a 12 and two 12 and one conference winners, conference championship winners. So based so so then if then if Oregon beats Utah, you're saying the winner of Oklahoma Baylor should get in then. Hundred percent, yes. I, I don't disagree with that at all. I really don't. Especially I, I, if it's Baylor, because their only loss would have came to Oklahoma. But then you look at LSU and their only losses to a top four Georgia team. I don't care, but they didn't win the conference championship. I get it. We've seen it before. I, they I just they you're you're coming off a loss. I mean, you can't put them in. I don't think, I honest to God, don't think, because we've never seen it where the committee's put in a team that has lost their conference championship game and then gone to the playoff. It's always been like a one-loss Bama team or a one-loss team that's sitting outside of the top. Well, didn't last year that happen with Georgia and Alabama? Yes, Georgia, Alabama did not play in the SEC championship game last year. They had one loss, and they got into the championship, and they got into the playoff, which I think is fair, totally fair. I do. I don't think you need to win your conference championship game to get in. But I think so. I think I definitely think this year you do. This year you do. So you're saying, basically our first question was, what does Oklahoma or Baylor need to happen to get in? So Oklahoma and Baylor, I think, need to have – Georgia lose their best shot. Like I, I get it. I know you think that regardless of who wins or loses that SEC championship game, the losers out. But I think for Oklahoma and Baylor, it would best be case, risky if they didn't. I get so that. You want you want Georgia to lose, and you need Utah to lose. Other than that, I would feel comfortable if I was a Baylor or Oklahoma fan. If Utah lost Friday, that's that's why this game on Friday night means so much. Because if Utah wins, the rest of the weekend honestly really doesn't mean shit for, well, for the other games. And it also depends on and how like if Utah comes out there and like beats the loving piss out of Oregon, then you know the loser of that SEC championship game's out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 
the game Friday means so much because it kind of just makes or breaks the weekend. If Oregon beats Utah, the whole weekend is just going to be bananas. Yeah. It'll be awesome. That's why I kind of want Oregon to beat Utah. I want to see the committee deal with the hardest decision they've dealt with in their, what, five years, four years? Yeah, because, yeah, because then, like, what happens if, like, you know, uh, Oregon beats Utah and then Baylor beats Oklahoma by, like, a field goal and then the same thing in, like, the SEC championship game where Georgia beats LSU in some last-second play or something like that. Like, I mean, well, someone's, someone's got to get fucked over, and that's how it is. And I kind of want to see that happen because my, my teams aren't in it, so fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would be cool to see. That's why I think it all the fate relies on Friday night's game and that Oregon-Utah game. It really does. Because if Utah wins, pretty much it's just up to – because we, we know pretty much Ohio State and Clemson aren't going to lose. It's just going to deal with who loses that. Man, if one of those lost, that'd be fucking crazy, though. It would be crazy. I mean, we're giving them a guaranteed win. One of them, I mean, they can lose. It's a conference championship game. So, so let's say – so I'm, I'm gonna, we'll throw, I'll throw out one scenario. For one, one of do them. one big what if. That's it. All right. I honestly God don't think Ohio State's losing. So I'm going to throw in a what if of if Virginia – if their dual threat quarterback is Bryce something, I can't remember his name. Um, Bryce Perkins, if he comes out and has the fucking game of his life, and they beat Clemson for the first time in since two thousand fucking seventeen, I think, because they went fourteen and zero last year, fifteen and zero last year, some shit like that. Um, if Clemson loses, so let's say this: Ohio State wins, great. LSU beats Georgia, great. Clemson loses. If Clemson loses. Then it would be an Oregon Big Twelve. And then Oregon beats Utah. So it would be the I hmm. think I, I think Georgia would stay in then. I think Georgia might stay in that four seed. Um and then but, Oklahoma, the winner of the Big Twelve championship would jump in that three spot. Yeah, but then if 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 they didn't. If if Clemson were to lose, and Utah wins, and the and then you got Pac twelve at three, and probably big, big twelve at four. That'd be crazy. You'd have a Big Ten, SEC, Pac twelve, Big twelve. I would really like to see because I don't think that the Pac twelve has never had a team get into the fourteen playoff since its inception. Yeah, but then you just if Utah wins Friday night, just the whole weekend's just like meh. You're just hoping for a miracle on Saturday that either Ohio State or Clemson loses. Which would be huge, which would be huge. But So that's kind of the college football playoff. Basically how I see it playing out, I'm going to go ahead and give, give you what I think is going to happen. I think those top three stay the same. Or I think four will end up being uh, – I'm going to go – I, I, no, I don't. I think Utah below it. I think it will be Baylor. That, damn you. Why would you pick mine? That's what I wanted to pick. You're I'm just going – I'm going I'm off just gonna the wall. Say, actually, I mean, I, I, I'm going to be rooting for Baylor in this game, but if Utah blows it, I'm going to say it's Oklahoma. Yeah. So you'd have, yeah. Ohio State, LSU, Clemson. Jarrett has Baylor, and then I just went off the wall and picked Oklahoma. Again, I, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, Like, but that's what I think. I definitely think the top three are going to win. That four, the four spots up for grabs for sure. Who did Utah lose to? Utah lost to – I don't remember. I had it written down, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Because think about, about this. Think about regardless. So say you know, George loses. Say Utah wins, not you know, by, by a big amount. It's like a pretty close game. But Baylor just smashes Oklahoma. Would you, would you think that they have a chance of jumping Utah because their only loss was to a – Top ten Oklahoma team, one hundred percent. I really do. Baylor definitely Utah lost to USC. Yeah, I do. I really do. If, if that Utah Oregon game's close and Baylor Oklahoma just smashed the piss out of the other one, I do think they have they a chance could, of jumping one. I do. I do. Utah fans be pissed, but it is what it is. So that's kind of the college football playoff. Like Travis said, that Friday night game will be the end all tell, not the end all be all, but it'll give us a big glimpse into what's going to happen throughout the rest of the weekend. We're going to talk about the NFL and I'll switch gears a bit. We are about three quarters of the way through the season. We have what five weeks left total 
like well, like we talked about before there's not a real clean like third you know in and half and fourth of the way through the year because there are 17 games but we're 12 weeks in so let's assume every team plays 16 games you know uh wait 13 weeks in right yeah this is week 13 or 14 yeah so we're 13 weeks in so you know we're roughly right after the three quarters way through the season but if we're going to if we're going to go back and look at our preseason predictions and what we think is going to happen now, I mean, a lot has changed. A lot has changed since. I would then. say yes and no. Um, obviously, neither of us predicted Baltimore to be the uh, AFC North. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Champion, which is gonna I happen. did I did have Baltimore getting in as a wild card team at ten and six, so and they've already and they're already at ten wins though. So yeah, so Baltimore was is kind of over exceeding our expectations a little bit. Patriots obviously gonna win that AFC East. Yeah, I have them at twelve uh, and four, which they very then, easily finish at. The tech Texans I I've had the Texans winning the South. I think you had the Colts, but that was whenever Andrew Luck hadn't retired yet. I actually have the Texans winning. Do you? At nine and seven, yeah. Okay, so we both had the Texans winning. They're at eight and four, so they're going to pass over exceed that nine and seven mark. Um, obviously, I'm pretty sure we both had the Chiefs winning the West. Yeah, but I had them at fourteen and two, so I had them better at, at what at what they're at right now. But again, you know, I digress. Yeah. Um, and then the wild card teams. I had the Bills getting in, and boy, was that a good pick! It was, it was. I had the Chargers and the Ravens. Um, obviously, whiffed on the Chargers, but the rate and the Ravens. I had them as a wild card pick. So, really, if you look at it, the only two teams I missed were the Chargers and the Browns. I had the Chargers getting as a wild card, and the Browns winning the North. Um, obviously, the Ravens are winning, but I did, I did have the Ravens as a wild card team. Same. I had the Chargers as my wild card team. My other one and the Browns winning the division. Neither of those are going to happen. So, um, it's definitely not, the not Ra- bad. It's definitely the Ravens' conference to lose, though. Yeah, I mean, I would say as far as our preseason predictions, we did a pretty good job. As of right now, I got one, four of the six playoff teams. Yep, yep. So, switch over to the NFC. Uh, we'll start it out. Uh, I think we both had the Saints doing fairly well. I actually had the yes. Saints as my number two seed. I think I had them at thirteen and three. I had them at twelve and four. So obviously, I had them as the two seed, getting a first round bye. Um, and I apologize when I said earlier that the but that that this this NFC West is stupid. Like the Seahawks and the Niners are both at ten and two, and the Seahawks are actually in first place right now. So I the had Niners, the Seahawks winning. Yeah, you did. You did. I didn't even have the Seahawks in the playoffs. You had the Ram- you had the 49ers and then the Rams, didn't you? No, I didn't even have the 49ers. I had the Rams winning the division at 13 and 3. Um so whiffed on that. I whiffed on the my NFC's bad. My NFC, I, I'm looking at it right now. As it stands, I only have two teams that are currently in the playoff picture making the playoffs. Um and that is, I had the Saints at the two seed, and I had the Cowboys at the three at twelve and four, <laughs> winning winning the East. So I had I had the South and East and East winners right as of right now, but everything else is fucking horrible. I have the only, so I had the Saints winning the South, the Seahawks winning the West, I had the Cowboys winning the East, and I had the Vikings winning the North, which could still very well happen. They're only one game back. Um, instead of the Packers. The only team that I didn't have in the play, I had the Rams sneaking in as that other wild card. I had the 49ers and the Rams, or the, no. Who did I have? I had the Rams and the Eagles. Yep, I had the Eagles and the Falcons, which is my wild card teams, which obviously whiffed on those. But, again, you said you the Seahawks went in. I mean, the they, 
them and the Niners, that's going to come down to it. They're both 10 and two right now, which is crazy. It's insane. Yeah, it sucks. There's three 10 and two AFC or NFC teams. Yeah. Three. I honestly think the NFC is talent wise leaps and bounds better than the AFC. As the whole, yes. Yeah, I would say. As a whole. It's going to be interesting to see how the West and the North shake out in the NFC. I think the South is locked up with the Saints. Um, the East will be interesting too, I guess, if you want to watch two average-ass teams battle it out. But, um, yeah, so that's that. Uh, who do you kind of see taking the – I guess if you were to who, – who's primed right now to take home the, the Lombardi trophy? I mean, you're going to say primed. Not many people are going to argue against the Ravens right now just because of how they've been doing. I would say some teams that have a shot are definitely the top three teams in the NFC. I would say the Saints, Seahawks, Niners, and Ravens are my front runners. Yeah, I know that sounds crazy. Sounds cliche to pick all 10 and two teams, but those are the teams that I think have separated themselves from the rest. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the the AFC is the Ravens to lose. I don't see anybody contending with them in the AFC, um, especially after that dog shit performance that the, that the Patriots put on on Sunday night. So, uh, yeah, definitely, I, I I don't disagree with that. So, that being said, let's roll into our answer the internet questions, and we got some doozies for you this week that I've already drawn out. And let's start with the first one. It's a debate the internet. And Travis, I'm going to say this question, let you ponder on it and talk about it out loud for a second while I get a beer. But debate the internet. If you could be part of the crew from any TV show or movie, what crew would it be? Any TV show or movie? Yeah, any, you, could, you could be a part of the crew from any TV show or movie. I don't know if – because I think I'm just going to go with the first one that came to my mind, and it's one that may be debated, but I think it's one that, you would, that I would have a ton of fun with, um, and it would just be absolutely ironic or off the wall. I'm going to go with the Anchorman crew. So I'm with fucking Ron Burgundy, Champ Kine, Brick Tamlin, and Brian Fantana. Throw me into the mix with all those guys. That's who I'm picking. I love that pick. So when I drew this card, I get a little bit of an unfair advantage. I get to think about these things. That was the longer. first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. My, the first one that came to my mind when I drew it, the Fast and Furious the Fast and Furious crew. Yeah, if you want to die. What? If you want to die. Dude, I, I, they just live such an insane lifestyle that I'm just like, I want to be a part of that. So – I know I would, so many more are going to come to my head later, but that was the first that came to my head, so I threw it out there. I don't want to keep you guys waiting. Yeah, no, mine was uh, – my, my first one I thought was Fast and the Furious. Um, another good one, I know this is corny as hell, but like back in the day, the Jersey Shore, like to just go party with them, I think it would have been, would have been a fucking blast. What about, uh, what about Super Bad Boys? Ooh, yeah, that had been fun too. That had been fun. <laughs> That'd have been a fucking hilarious. I'm gonna stick with my Fast and Furious pick, though. So yeah, I'm gonna stick with mine. But that's awesome. That's our debate. The internet. Um, the next two are a bit are a bit risque for for the people. So poll the internet. This is one that we've seen the KFC crew ask pretty much every person that's been on their answer to the internet. Um, would you rather a shit yourself every time you come, or b get a boner every time you talk to a dude. I know my answer right off the bat. Yeah, mine's going to be uh get a boner. You just throw yeah. that shit in your waistband, you're good. I'll say go. yeah, I'll say speaking of super bad, you just fucking throw that <laughs> shit right in your waistband. Throw that shit right in your waistband and you know you're good to go. And like I mean, I don't know. My shit's not big enough to fucking like protrude out my pants like that far, you know? So I'm just saying like just imagine the mess every time you shit yourself you come like you're in bed going at it and then like just shit runs down your leg <laughs> and you have to change then you have to change the sheets and, and i mean you're just yeah no you can't do that especially if you're a single guy you're i mean you're not gonna want that 
No, no, no one's ever going to sleep with you. You're going to have to explain yourself. Hey, by the way, when we're done, there's going to be shit all over the bed. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to have to change the sheets, and it's going to totally ruin the mood. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely the second one. Sixty-four percent of Barstool readers agreed with us on that one. That's it. Sixty-four percent. Yeah, I was surprised that that it was that low too. The last one is an answer of the internet. Would you rather your girlfriend be able to read your thoughts during sex or all the time except during sex? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm just yeah during sex for sure. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, 100 percent. There's only one thing that I can be thinking. Well, I mean, unless, not only one thing, but it's like chances are that's not going to be as bad as maybe some other some <laughs> You're backing yourself into a corner there. No, but like dudes think about think about some fucked up shit throughout the day. So yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> I'm definitely going to go with the first one as well. Oh my god, Travis! What? Mizzou just lost to Charleston Southern in basketball. Conza Martin's gonna be heading out the door soon. Yeah. Anyway, that was. I'm definitely gonna go with during sex as well because you said there's only so much you can be thinking about. Um, and I mean, even if it is dirty during during sex, it's like probably like in a good way. Yeah. Exactly. So that's the answer to the internet. Definitely let us let's, let us let's know. Let's throw one more out there. I feel like those were quick. Those were quick. This whole we need one that we need to debate on a little bit. All right, I got to debate the internet here. <laughs> what would you pick to be the title of your autobiography? What the fuck kind of question is this? What would you pick to be the title of your autobiography? Mine uh, would be... Mine would be... Mine would be... Is, I hope you like hearing a story about an average man <laughs> that's literally the title of mine dude i was gonna mine was gonna be something <laughs> about being average like uh just like uh peer into the mine would be like a look into the life of a middle class married white man <laughs> aka the most boring fucking story you'll ever hear exactly well today jared t woke up and uh Roll out of bed, let his three dogs outside to go to the restroom, made himself a cup of coffee, and sat down to work for eight hours. At some well, point, glad he, we both can agree that our lives are less than thrilling. I mean, every now and then there's some cool stuff I do. I mean, like, I'm not saying I'm boring and I don't have fun, but like shit, I travel, like like when I when I go to travel, it'd be it'd be cool to talk about. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'd just be a look into the life of a middle middle class white married man yeah i mean there's not really my i'm not gonna say my life's a fucking rager and i go hard 24 7 i mean back in the day like if we're talking it like like it'd be a very interesting book from like for me from like 16 to 24 it'd be super interesting so like the middle chapters of the book as of right now would be yeah super i mean I, then that, but i feel like that's almost everyone's life yeah true almost a lot of people yeah let's say like for eight years like i had a very interesting life and then now like i'm not saying i don't have fun now and it's not inter- but it's not like i don't have random ass stories like a good buddy of mine drop kicking a fucking bus stop in a jack-in-the-box parking lot in the middle of soulard and cutting up his foot like i just don't do that stuff anymore yeah i mean it's <laughs> you live and you learn i mean uh, if, if, if if he listened to this episode he knows exactly who he is <laughs> yes he does I'll have to know that he gets a shout out on this episode. Got to make it to the very fucking end. Listen to the whole hour. Yeah, but that's, that's going to be it. it for, yeah, that's it. That's just <laughs> where to end it. That's it. Good championship weekend coming up. Um, we really only got a couple more episodes until Christmas. We're going to do the same thing we did last year, ladies and gents. Boy, since Christmas Eve falls on a Tuesday and New Year's Eve falls on a Tuesday, that's when we record. We're more than likely going to take a couple week hiatus. You know, take a week off. Take a week off of work. Take a week off the podcast because it is it is uh, it, it's a grind. But we love y'all. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yep. Uh, like, follow, subscribe, retweet. Let us know what's up. Do that. Answer our questions as well. Peace out, guys.
Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.